Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. Hey, look at that. It's it's live now. Hopefully there's no more. Oh, there's plenty of <laughs> that. that. Sucks. There's plenty of that. So it's interesting because this is allowing me to go live on YouTube mm-hmm. when I technically... I can't go live <gasps> on YouTube. Jeremy. This is cool, huh? You don't have enough subscribers to do that. Sir. Well, I'm I hacked it. Sir, I hacked the system. Sir, you don't have enough I hacked the system. To do it. Ha 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 Okay. Are you ready? Uh yeah, hold on. I'm trying to see. Do I follow you on YouTube? I'm oh, Rob Rob's not even subbed to me on YouTube. I don't, Jesus. I don't know if I am. Wow, it does say that you're live, though. It does. Yeah. Well, you have 893 subscribers. I do. Wow, that's pretty cool. I do. I don't know how many I have. I know it's not that much, though. <laughs> I know that on my my first channel, I had that much. Yeah. But I don't. I I abandoned that channel. Oh no. Okay, so I'm gonna. Uh, do you want to pull it up on YouTube, and I'll have it up on Facebook? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't, I don't know if it's ever gonna pop up there. I have three hundred and five subscribers on my YouTube channel. Oh, we gotta fix that, dude. And it's uh, but all my videos have been getting like a thousand views, right around a thousand views for the last couple ones well, that I posted. You're, you're doing way better than me, dude. Okay. I also post them everywhere. Are we ready? Wait, oh, I'm pulling up on YouTube. Oh, man. Hold. Okay, there we go. Okay. We good? Volume on that. Are we good? There we go. Bam. Look at that. Okay. Ta-da. Cool. So now we're officially live. Now I can't use my reference notes. <laughs> oh, no. It's okay. You don't need them. Yeah. <laughs> There's only three Cajun companies anyway. <laughs> anyway. That's right. Uh, what's up, everybody? This is Jeremy T. from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Rob, and I'm Creeping It Real. So we are now officially streaming uh, video and audio, which is pretty cool i think it's pretty cool unless we have a video component and then the people who are listening to it in their car are going what are they showing right now we'll have to have well, like we, a, we just can't show anything yeah or we'll just have to like describe what we're looking at in <laughs> extreme detail because that's one of the things that like bothers me when i when there's a video audio uh podcast and i'm watching it and they're like wow that snake's amazing he's like yeah this snake's amazing and i'm like what am I missing? <laughs> it's like now I got to go find the video, True. watch the video, and I'm already listening to it. Yeah, you got to scrub and find it. Yeah. Um. So we are live on Facebook and YouTube, YouTube. which hey. is cool. And it, it might uh, it might end up just being YouTube. I just threw it up here because I didn't know if it was actually going to work on YouTube because of their various restrictions as far as going live, the number of subscribers you have and whatever. So uh, I might just only do it on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube and you send in a super chat because you really like us, oh, that is now an option. And we'd appreciate that. Uh, but anyway, we're super excited. And uh, today we're continuing our resource episodes. Our resource episodes. And uh, what are we talking about? Community. We're talking about uh, hide boxes, right? Yeah, pretty much. Enrichment. No. And- <laughs> we're, today we're going to be talking about uh, enclosures, caging, and racking. Uh, so the various ways that you can keep your reptiles and some of the good companies and some of the things that you could run into as far as issues go. Because there, there are pluses and minuses to a lot of the different uh, styles of enclosures. Like you don't want to keep dart frogs in a rack. So them. Like, like a pull-out rack, snake rack. You know, don't not gonna do that. Really? Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could, you could, you have, you'll, you'll have one week old dart frogs. That's Perfect. It. Yeah. Perfect. That's how long they live, right? Um, <clears throat> so I did want to touch on something also, real quick. We are still doing our giveaway. So if you are listening to this contemporarily, so if you're listening to this in 2021 at the beginning of the year, <laughs> right around uh, January, February, March, we are still going to be doing our giveaway. Uh, for our resource episodes. So if you take a screenshot of you sending 
one of our episodes, this episode, or one of our previous episodes to one of your friends, someone you think that might enjoy the podcast, send a screenshot of that to me at Rob is creeping it real on Instagram. Uh, I, you'll be entered into win and I'm giving away a free temp gun so that uh, we can spread the podcast. And uh, you know, who doesn't, everyone needs a temp gun. If you listen to our episode about things that every reptile keeper should have tools, tools of the, of the trade, trade. Uh, everyone needs a temp gun. So we're going to send out a temp gun to one lucky winner. So share it and then you'll be added as long as you let me know that you shared it. That's right. I dig it. So enclosures, enclosures, we're talking about enclosures. Should we talk about like the run up or the come up where enclosures were when we started keeping reptiles? Because I don't know. Here's your fish tank. Yeah. Here is a fish tank (laughs) with a metal edge on it. Yep. And then a metal screen. Yep. Do you need a light? Maybe 50, 50. Yeah. Just like grab a bulb <laughs> from your kitchen and just put it in there, and that's plenty good. So yeah. we've come a long way. Just we that's have, that's to say we we've come, come a long way, way yeah. from when I was a kid because the thought of UV bulbs and a lot of this other stuff was fresh, new, yeah, exciting, uh, not something that everyone talked about or knew about. Uh, and so when I was a kid, I had lots of glass tanks, glass fish tanks yeah. in my house. And then eventually when I got a little bit older, you know, sliding top tanks and stuff like that. But but initially what we had access to was to glass fish tanks. Yeah. And as the industry kind of started to progress, as things really started to get um, – like bigger and more involved a lot of people start breeding things uh you started to see things like racks pop up and a lot most of the first rack systems people just built themselves you that's know? true with uh with what's that lovely material called melamine or, or, melamine. or melamine yeah um the Which, heaviest yeah it has the heaviest it has, thing on earth it has a density of a dying sun yeah. so like <laughs> when you try and move a melamine rack you're you're pretty much guaranteed to pull a muscle uh yeah probably drop it on your foot and break <laughs> every bone in your foot and yeah uh, it's bad it's, i mean it's you know, bad. sorry let me not let me rephrase that it's not bad it is just very difficult to work with it can be super super difficult to work with um yeah i built a lot of melamine racks yeah going from going from glass cages to melamine racks i built some bought some it all sucked every bit of it so it was the coolest thing because you're like i have a rack system now that's awesome Um, i didn't have to take out a mortgage to buy one (laughs) yeah and uh and then you have to do your first like moving Mm. of things in your snake room is you're like mm. oh i could probably fit that cage there if i just move this rack over a little bit and if you didn't put casters on that or those rack, like furniture slider things if yeah. you didn't do those two things it it wasn't good for you it's probably not gonna move <laughs> depending on yeah. how many levels you had on your rack because yep. i built everything tall me too at least my like, uh my level my first uh my first baby rack that i ever built mm-hmm. was uh melamine shelves and held 90 90 bins wow yeah so six drawers across i think it was like 15 levels high or whatever Mm -hmm. whatever that math is to equate to 90 um i did that and (laughs) it used to lean forward because i never put terrifying i never put a stabilizer piece in it because i wasn't I wasn't gifted with carpentry skills, so it used to lean forward. Um, and probably the worst part about it was uh, that meant the mid to lower drawers were all very tight, very tight because yeah. everything's leaning forward. So I remember doing YouTube videos back in the day and like showing off these really cool ball python I just hatched. And then you go to put it back in the bins, like like the ball python's having a seizure now, and the water spilled everywhere. It it's it's not not wonderful. Um, but it also there's melamine cages been an option um sealing them is very important if yes. you plan on having your enclosure for any a period of time uh getting a good silicone sealant that is non-toxic so you want to go to your local home depot or lowe's look for 
bathroom sealant that's mold resistant and you also want something that's non-toxic and generally you want something that uh, off gases within 12 or 24 hours yep. which I, that's a lot to ask but uh you know you don't want to seal it and then put your animal in it right away you want to give time for the sealant to cure you want it time to if it all the chemicals that are in there to kind of get all the you know gas out of them mm -hmm. and then once it's had that opportunity to do that then you can start putting your substrate in and your decorations right. and all that sort of stuff and you know that is something that's very important because melamine is got a, it's wood but it's got a plastic lining on it mm -hmm. and if any water gets outside of that plastic lining oh, and you're, touches you're the done. wood it's done it pretty much just disintegrates yeah it's it's literally imagine uh repta chip or cocoa block or anything like yeah. that it's dry and compact and then you put some water on it and yeah uh, that's what happens to melamine when it gets wet um and also melamine cages are terrible to move yes um i had plenty of those um but i mean there's also been some amazing cage companies that have come uh come around over the years um certainly vision products we yep. of caging vision cages are, are one of the first ones that that tend to pop up when you google reptile cages neodeshas mm -hmm. um, are another one of the classics where yep. it's like a uh, single form plastic molded enclosure and the old neodeshas a lot of them had a slanted back so they weren't like a cube they were kind of like a, a slice of cheese like yeah. a triangle kind of thing and uh, I was like why would you do that why, <laughs> why would you do that you can't stack them Make, and they were like, yeah, you had to get a you separate have to rack. buy the rack to go with yeah. the NPI cage, yeah. the Neodesha Plastics Incorporated cage. Yeah. So it was interesting. They they just redid their company kind of and they rebranded as NPI. Yeah. Uh, just recently, like maybe four or five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they are like one of the classics, one of the originals. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people still like them. They have changed how they do their enclosures a lot since then. Um, some of the newer ones are stackable and they've, you know, used the input from the hobby to adjust the way that they make their enclosure so that they work better for the keeper. Yeah. Cause back then they were just like, I don't know, make a thing. Let's yeah. do the thing. And I think, I think it's important to, to recognize too, that like Neodesha was like, basically like the og mm -hmm. cage company and uh so there was no standard yeah we didn't you know, know how, we, didn't it was know how we were gonna do it yeah. um so you know the fact that there was a company that started building cages of varying sizes you know from like a, a three foot or a two foot two foot cage, yeah um all the way, all the way to eight, up foot. To eight foot monsters there's one downstairs here still yeah yeah, it's it's busted. It, it, oh. like, you can't use, but there is one down there. Um, and then arboreal enclosures mm -hmm. as well. Um, so, I mean, they really covered the gambit for reptile keepers back in the day when when it was basically just them. And like if you didn't have Neodesha, you were building your own. Yeah. Or using glass aquariums. Or using glass aquariums, exactly. And I want to go back and touch on glass aquariums real quick mm -hmm. because uh, a lot of people crap on glass aquariums, but they do have their place. If you keep dart frogs, if you do isopods, if you are working with that, those sort of things, even like uh, geckos, especially like with newer, not newer, but like uh, newer design cages like the mm -hmm. exoterras and the zoomeds where they're making these arboreal glass enclosures that have like these swinging opening doors at the front of them yeah i love those enclosures for for like those geckos and for dart frogs and stuff like that and yep. dude, one of the newest ones is this have you seen the zilla ones yet i have seen the zilla i ones. love those ones because yeah. the dimensions are a little bit different like they they kind of make that uh the exoterras have got like an eight inch by eight inch by 12 inch that i use for a lot of tarantulas and then the Zilla one makes one that's a little bit deeper. So it's like, I think like 10 or 12 inches deep, mm. uh, but it's like roughly the same size. That's just deeper. And I'm like, Oh, that extra couple inches just looks nicer. And then also one of the big complaints for the Exoterra glass enclosures is that they let out a lot of humidity because it's mm. a grass, a glass, not glass, not grass. Uh, it's, it's, screen it's got top. a screen top. Yeah. And then it's also got ventilation along the front. So it creates like this, yeah movement of air through the enclosure but which in some instances is good it's cool but, but for, for a, a lot, lot of stuff it's, it's like not. oh it's, it's too much and it just allows things to dry out too quickly yeah so zilla heard that 
And with each of their glass enclosures, they now put a plastic insert that fits into the screen so you can cover up the various amounts of screen yep. to keep some of that humidity in there. And I was like, yes, they're listening to the buyers and doing what they should be doing. Yeah. And I, I think um, when it comes to glass enclosures, just, you know, thinking back from the aquarium days yep. to now, like leaps and bounds yes. of innovations, you know, yep. I mean, sliding, locking lids. Like, yeah, what? it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Where were those? When you kept color when, when I was first keeping corn snakes and you got that little thing wedged right up top and then it finds the gap and it's gone. Oh, gone. Those gone uh, those lock sliding, locking lids were a massive game changer. So kudos to those companies that started yeah. to figure that out. But um, yeah, I mean, it's super important to, to think about what type of animal you're going to put in your enclosure. Yeah. Like what I was saying at the beginning, you don't want to throw a dart frog into a snake rack. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah, generally don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Um, uh, they're going to do much better in a, pla- a planted live bioactive vivarium than they are going to do in a rack. And you look at a blood python and they do so much better in a rack then you yeah. put them in a planted vivarium and they're going to one dig up all of your plants <laughs> and then pee and the ammonia is going to ruin Terrible. the acidity of your soil. Yeah. Uh, and then they are not going to go to the bathroom hardly ever. So you're, you're going to have to feed your isopods and it becomes more work than if you had just put them in a rack and use paper or, you know, cocoa block or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I mean that when it comes to picking your enclosure, you have to think about what you're putting in it. Yes. You know, um and i know a lot of people like to especially like first time reptile owners they want to just get one cage oh that's and, a... and they they want it to be like i want to get uh <clears throat> i want to get this uh 40 gallon breeder for my baby ball python yeah for my i don't want to ever buy another cage and um it doesn't work that way no it doesn't it work very that way. very rarely would that ever work yeah most of the time you're going to scare the crap out of it it's not going to want to eat and then Either you're going to change or it's going to starve itself to death. Yep, exactly. So uh, it's really important to, to think about these things. And, you know, I, I know some people that will um, they'll start baby animals in racks. And then as they age, they'll move them into, into a cage. Yeah. And, and that's wonderful. If you if you want to do that and you have the ability to do that. Awesome. Um, some people keep everything in racks and that's also fine. Um, some people want everything in an AP cage or something like that. And awesome. Do what you want to do. So um it's important to just know what it is you're going to put in that enclosure so you can plan appropriately and then the trickiness becomes now in 2021 there's a lot of cage builders yes that are out there there's um of course the classics you know npi um vision um trying to think what what's another animal plastics animal plastics obviously another massive ars ars freedom breeder yep freedom breeder um Big, mostly racks those guys build, but uh, mm-hmm. Animal Plastics do make really nice cages and enclosures. NPI yep. mostly does cages and enclosures, mm. uh, whereas like Freedom Breeder mostly does racks. Um, ARS mostly does racks. Yeah, Reptile Basics is now jumping in and throwing their their kind of ring in in the rack game. In the rack game, yeah. yeah. And they've got some. They're really some nice. Cool stuff. Rich has some really good stuff going on over there. I bought two of the Reptile Basics V6 racks, and they have interchangeable tubs. So they've got uh, like a rack that's kind of deep, and it fits three hatchling tubs side by side. Mm-hmm. Or you can get the next size up that fits two a little bit wider tubs, like a medium size yeah, tub yeah, yeah. side by side. Or you fit one sweater box in the same rack. So you can have one rack that can do, you know, a bunch of different all your things. hatchlings and then when you start to sell them and you get down to your holdbacks you got down the holdbacks. holdbacks yeah uh, yeah and i think that's that's an amazingly creative and innovative way to, to utilize your space yes. you know because especially if you're the hobbyist that's like yeah hey, you know i've got like i don't know a, a pair of blood pythons and I'm like, keep I'm one gonna, baby uh, yeah Two babies. <laughs> exactly you know and i need to be able to keep them but i don't want to have 30 racks yep. of stuff when i'm only going to ever produce this one clutch mm-hmm and whatever so that's a a, an amazing way to uh to really utilize your space in the most effective way possible yeah um i think this because there's a a, some of the newer people who have come out like uh, chris chapel at herptastic who's mm -hmm. got like a huge great reputation makes some really nice clean looking cages super easy to clean you know stellar reputation he's like really crushing it 
there's um like dragon house is kind of a little mm-hmm. bit newer and then oh my goodness i'm trying to think of the one that was in reptiles magazine they always had the one with the big iguana in there oh and, uh, um and... oh shoot i know the one that you're talking about too it's like reptile cage designs or yeah, something, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh man, I do remember. I remember their cages were those. astronomically expensive. Yeah, like, but they were so awesome. They like were, that was for they that were like, like museum quality cages. Yeah, it was like for that person that's got that one badass pet they want to throw in the middle of their living room. It's yeah. like a big display. Like you're gonna drop five grand on like yeah, the um, most badass display for yeah. that animal. Yeah, that's the most spoiled animal. Pretty much that that exists, <laughs> but they they definitely I I'm seeing more companies like that pop up where they're like we just do higher end caging we don't yeah. do anything that's under five hundred dollars mm-hmm. and for a lot of people it's like oh I don't know. it's yeah it's it's hard it's hard to compete so I mean you know thinking from a from the builder standpoint you know you want to be able to provide um, an enclosure that uh, cages by design that's yes what cages it was. by, cages design. by yes. design yep. Um, so, you know, you want to be able to bring something to the table that's that's different, obviously, because there's a lot of people, a lot of companies building enclosures. So you want to bring something that's that's different to the table. Um, but you you have to um, you have to think, what are you actually trying to do if you're a cage builder? You mm-hmm. know, like what's going to set you apart? Because essentially, at some point, we're just reinventing the wheel. Right. So what's going to set you apart? Is it going to be the materials that you're using? Is it going to be your cost? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is it going to be your turnaround time? Oof. You know, I mean, and that's that's something we're certainly going to talk about in a, in a little bit. Um, you know, so I mean, all these different things um, play a massive role. If you're the cage builder, you know, you have to you have to ask yourself, you know, what what you're going to actually be fulfilling if you're going to take on that endeavor. What I've noticed is that the newer, a lot of the newer guys, they're kind of coining their business on custom. Mm-hmm. So you say you've got a wall that's four feet and four and a half inches for a cage. And you want it to fill that whole space. They'll make They'll you one it. that fits right, right in, in there. there. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. Yeah. I think that's definitely awesome. And there's, you know, I mean, certainly like um, companies like Animal Plastics will do stuff like that. But they with their with what they already do, they service a lot of the standard stuff. So it's four foot cages. Yeah. So it's not common to get for them to get those um, those orders, but it does happen. But I agree. There's a lot of those guys that are like, I can build whatever size cage you need, man. Mm -hmm. Let me know. And um, I've noticed that there's also a couple people who are getting into it that have access to the cnc machines yes the, the this the that everything's in the house which cuts down cost mm-hmm. which is wonderful um i one of the first people that that comes to mind Tamora. is um dale tamora mm-hmm. tamora designs out in california dude his um, enclosures are gorgeous amazing if yeah. you are not following him on instagram you need, you need to, to go check that. it out yep he works with like chameleons. He's got like some Mellers chameleons. He's breeding Mellers chameleons, which is like huge, which is massive. It's huge. absolutely ridiculous. I went to his place when uh, when I was in L.A. this time last year. Shut up, here. <laughs> um, and uh, he's got a wonderful collection of uh, of chameleons. He's got Panther chameleons, and he's got Parsons chameleon oh, and, Parsons. Uh, and Mellers, and a, and a few other very interesting chameleon species. But um, his enclosures, wow, just just wow um i was i was floored and um his concepts like he's really taken obviously he's focusing on chameleons but he's really taken that concept of caging in particular for chameleons to a whole other level you know for the for the longest time it's been screen cages get your screen cages and whatever Mm -hmm. his concept is is not that it's it's pvc cages but with plenty of airflow proper ventilation proper ventilation he also uses like fans and mm-hmm. stuff like that and then appropriate drainage so your humidity all of this stuff it's it's literally wonderful um so i'm going to make sure that i put his uh all of his stuff in the description of this video and in uh in the audio if you're if you're just listening to this um i'll make sure i put that in there cuz his cages are dope very very awesome and i think I don't even think he's realized the potential no. of them for the. Well, I don't the, know. Maybe he did, but well, he's... everything I've seen is just chameleon oriented. No, with no. Him so have, far, have you seen? You know, Tango the Dwarf came in. Well, yes, he, he did do he Tango did the Dwarf. Build a 
an enclosure for Tango the Dwarf came He out. did. That, he was building that when I was out there, which yeah. was pretty awesome to see. But I'm thinking about like the arboreal snake community, the arboreal Scrubs. gecko community. Right. And even like Will Nace mm, for the for arboreal venomous vipers, stuff. Yeah. I think that would be really, really awesome. I was talking with him a little bit about that, and um, he was actually interested in, in what could be done for Ooh. that. So I, I think, especially with the built-in drainage system that's there, and the best part about it is like it's a drain at the bottom of the enclosure and the base of the enclosure um, is, is is basically just you put the walls in, but you mm. can put uh, a bucket under that for drainage and then you're just changing out the bucket. You don't need to worry. And it's obviously not something you need to do every single day. Um, so, yeah, I'll put all of his info in the um, in the descriptions of the video and um for the audio so you guys should go check him out dale tamora tamora designs um he's got some some just badass enclosures um and it's what he does i mean he's got he does um sign signage um like really high-end signage and stuff um so he's got the cnc machines he's got access to this that and the other thing um it was it was quite impressive going to check out his place and i, I can't wait to get out to california to hang with him again um it it's uh it'll be quite quite interesting to see the improvements and modifications that he's made up close um on those enclosures so yeah. um so that's one person <laughs> um so we and we've already talked well we've mentioned um ap cages animal plastics they've definitely set the standard when it comes to the um yes uh when it's come to the pvc enclosures um and in all the standard sizes from your standard arboreal enclosure, two foot by two foot by two foot enclosures all the way through, you know, two foot cages to eight foot cages and, and pretty much everything in between from terrestrial animals to arboreal animals and running the gambit. And they have a lot of uh, customizability. Yeah. For lighting um, and exactly. Which is, which is massive casters and all that stuff. Yeah. But, but there is a, but there is a huge, and we, we love AP. There's a huge booty butt. <laughs> big booty big, butt. Yeah, big booty right <laughs> now. But it, their turnaround time is horrendous. Yep. Like mo six months or more. Mm -hmm. So like if you're thinking about buying a enclosure for your animal from any of the like bigger guys especially animal plastics, uh, you might want to do it thinking a Ahead. year in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if you're if you're raising up an animal, maybe think about buying its adult enclosure from them, not a, a mid-size enclosure for them. Yeah. Because by the time you get your mid-size enclosure, your animal will probably have outgrown it. Yeah, then. it's it is un unfortunately true. Um, you know, and and COVID hasn't helped no. the situation as as manufacturers are struggling to meet the just overall demand of, of you know cage builders and and everybody else that uses these same materials not just reptile cage builders you know um they're not all making pvc for just reptile cage builders could um, you imagine that <laughs> that would be wonderful um so yeah definitely uh a negative yes turnaround times for sure you know ars has got a, a decent turnaround time but mm -hmm. it's still you know several weeks Mm -hmm. um anywhere from three to six weeks or more yeah depending uh freedom breeder also has an, a, a long wait time yeah like around 14 weeks 14 weeks so. yeah um and then like reptile basics they when i ordered from them they had a really great turnaround time it was like two weeks i yeah. ordered it and within two weeks i got my racks and i was like oh my god this is amazing yeah um sea serpents i think is, yep. is around the same yep and then chris chapel too anywhere from i think it's like three to six, six weeks yeah and that's i mean that's pretty typical that 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 then that used weeks, to be like the that's, standard that's reasonable yeah that three used to, to six be weeks standard. a month i can wait a month yeah uh six months yeah, i don't that's think kind of rough reasonable. and and you know and part of that is you know again like i said being able to get a hold of raw materials yep. to building is sometimes a challenge and ap has been such a standard in the industry their cages look so nice they're yeah. so easy to clean they're like very uniform i love animal plastics enclosures yeah. like if i knew that i could get an entire room in under a year mm -hmm. i would love that but realistically looking at it and the thing is another one of the things with that wait time is that 
everyone wants animal plastics and closures. So they've got so the many backlog. people that are trying to order from them yep. that getting to all those orders, they only have so many CNC machines and yep. you know, the materials and this, that, and the other thing. I'm not saying that they're just doing it just to mess with people because they're not. They really yeah, do yeah. care about the customer. Yes. It's just that they are so bogged down with the amount of volume that people are trying to get out of them. Yeah, which is also just a testament of how good their enclosures mm -hmm. are. And I, I will say their customer service is is by far some of the best mm -hmm. um i when i had um i got my hands on a bunch of ap cages a while back and one of them only had one glass door mm -hmm. so i had to order another glass door and it was very responsive like almost you know within the hour that i had even sent the email ali had gotten back to me super easy to figure okay this is what you need this is how much it is blah 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 we'll get it right out the door and that to me was was massive because i at that point i had never dealt with them mm -hmm. it was just like oh yeah i'm just gonna order this cage and whatever and there was I buy like muse. Kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah um but this was like nope i actually need this very specific thing from you guys and the correspondence was wonderful um yeah that i love that yeah you know like that that's one of those things that if i'm thinking about buying a cage and thinking about oh i'm gonna do it in advance and buy it buy ahead like mm -hmm. that's one of the things that makes me okay with that weight is like i'm gonna support a company that clearly is going to be good with the customers and yep. everything um and their enclosures last like if you they do if they you definitely do take care of them they last really really well yeah um see i mean same thing with herptastic though chris chapel mm -hmm. he's he's his cages are like sturdy super easy to clean yeah and that turnaround time is a lot better so i really like that and i think that as there's more competition as people are spending more money it's just going to make it better for the consumer it's just going to oh, make it sure. better for us uh you know hopefully that they're investing more into the you know machines that are able to make them cut the plastic quicker so they can get more things shipped out mm -hmm. you know a lot of caging companies used to ship things out built mm -hmm. and they've kind of adjusted to ship things flat, flat. for a lot of the different plastic enclosures and yep. you just assemble them at home and it'll save you a bunch of money on shipping because like i loved boa file cages like boa yes. files are like one of my favorite if i could do a whole room in boa files yep those Shout are out to what, Jeff Ronnie. Yeah, Jeff Ronnie at the bow file. If I could do a whole room in those, that is one that I would like. I love the look of those enclosures. I love the locks that he's got on them. Like I love just about yeah, everything yeah. about those enclosures. I don't think he's he's doing as many caging things I now. I haven't seen like new cages come out yeah. in a while. I haven't either. Um, but who knows? Yeah. But uh, I love those enclosures. But again, those are ones that, like, when I see them used for sale, I'm like, oh, I got to get that. I got to get that. Yeah. I got to do because I love those Their enclosures. enclosures are pretty freaking sweet. And, you know, if you are also looking at plastic enclosures for things like snakes or lizards, pvccages.com, those guys have been around forever. They make really nice enclosures sure. as well. I got one of my original green tree cages from them, just their, their two foot cube. And it was like, perfect i used the, that in those enclosures for amazon and i didn't really like it for the amazons mm -hmm. i mean i could i i would use it for spilotes and stuff and they they did great in it but the yeah. amazons just didn't do well oh, yeah yeah it happens yeah that's one of those things man so, i don't know you got and you also got to listen to your animals because yep. you might think that this enclosure is going to be great and it might be great for you yeah, but not, not great, great for the, for the animal. animal you know <laughs> and sometimes that happens and yeah you know it if it, it happens you can look at it from one of two perspectives well now i gotta sell this or I'm going to hold on to this cage because I might need it at some point in the future. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly recommend the latter because it's inevitable. You're going to buy another animal at some point in your Probably. life. Just saying, not saying that because I just bought more animals today, but at some point you're going to buy more animals. <laughs> and the, the cost of the enclosures doesn't really go down that much. Like yeah. people like a new animal plastics four foot cage is like, 300 bucks or something mm -hmm. and people sell used ones for 200 so it's like not even yeah they hold their value very well <laughs> yeah even even though they're used it's like oh my god it's just so yeah um so we, we've certainly talked a lot about uh cage uh manufacturers and uh, i'm gonna before we we move on i'll shout out one more um ross uh yes. dragon cages mm -hmm. um i got to see him uh at the atlanta show which is great i always love seeing ross and hanging out with ross and um he's been building cages for ever mm -hmm. and uh, my baby racks and my 41 quarter rack are from ross and i absolutely love them they're very very well built um he takes a lot of time and makes 
very quality enclosures. And um, for me personally, he's just one of those people that like, I love the product and I love the person behind the product. Yes. And, uh, you know, and I, I really enjoy investing into that, you know, because he's, he's been around for a long ass time mm -hmm. and, um, and he's just a great guy. Um, and I was talking with him about getting more wrecks oh. from, from him. Was it for holdbacks? It could be for holdbacks, <laughs> Rob. It could very well be for holdbacks. This season it might be. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so he's, he's another person. And he builds cages as well as rack systems. Yeah. Um, and like they're, furniture quality they're wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's great. He, mostly now he does PVC stuff. But he oh, did, does he? Yeah, but he did for the longest time do like furniture grade plywood um sealed stain sealed stain and everything like that's what my baby racks are and they're wonderful mm -hmm. i haven't had any issues with humidity or anything like that like messing them up they're they're absolutely wonderful um and he's also somebody that will do custom enclosures if you tell yes. him like hey i need a cage that's six foot one inch i mean he might be mad about that one inch but he, he'll you. do it yeah he'll do it <laughs> one inch i got you oh rob <laughs> um so yeah, so shout out to Ross. So we've talked certainly a lot about cage builders, but there's also plenty of rack um, companies out there. A lot of the companies we've already talked about also build racks. Yes, um, as well. ARS is like the monster right now. They're coming ARS out swinging, man. It. They they've yep. redone some of their rack systems and they are crushing, crushing it. it. Yeah, absolutely, like amazing, amazing racks. And like that, when I set up my reptile room, um, when I finally get to like settle things down and get everything how i yeah. want it for my bloods and short tails i want to go all ars for my my enclosures i yeah. just love the the feel of the rack mm -hmm. they are built incredibly well they look sleek they look nice they have a good footprint for what i feel like i they'll do best in mm -hmm. so i am like full on board with that I, I just love them i love 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 them yeah and they have a decent turnaround time so you're not waiting 10 years to get them <laughs> so i I can't beat that. Yeah, can't no, I, I agree. ARS, I you know, I mean, if you're thinking about racks, like the industrial racks, you yes. know, if, if you really think about it, I mean, you're looking at ARS and you're looking at Freedom Breeder. Yes, you know, like those those are basically the two man, um, major ones. And um, uh, I like both companies really well. ARS certainly has a really good um, a really good turnaround time. Um, I like freedom breeder i think i i'm more experienced with freedom breeder so i'm a little biased towards freedom breeder um mostly because i mean that's obviously what we have at nerd nerd mm -hmm. has a long-standing relationship with freedom breeder so um and freedom breeder was also they also try to do a lot of innovations over the years as far as like cages and like hybrid um hybrid racks and and all these things as, as time has gone on um, the turnaround time is uh, is kind of a bummer. Yes. Um, but they're working on it. They're working on it. Um, I think they they are expanding. They did. I heard that they are they are expanding. Yep. And uh, I see where Brian Cusco's in the house, and he he really likes Freedom Breeder. So maybe he can throw in the chat what's what's going <laughs> on with what's going on with that. Maybe a little inside scoop, huh, buddy, buddy? <laughs> um, but yeah, and I mean. It, one of the, there's certainly like your quote standard sized racks, you know, like your six quart racks or your yep. long drawer racks. Then you've got, you know, your bus trays, kind of that mid size 32. 32 quart rack. And then your CB 70s. And those are kind of like your traditional racks. If you're doing like colubrids or ball pythons, snakes, king snakes, yeah. any of that stuff. Um, the wonderful thing with ARS and Freedom Breeder is you get those options for those bigger racks if you're keeping something like a blood python um or even carpet pythons or a lot of blood pythons um they're producing those so like freedom breeders got like the fb80 and fb90 drawers um four foot um oh there you go from from Costco second warehouse going up right now that's awesome brian when i come out to hang out with you we need to go visit freedom breeder um but uh you know, so you get these these larger rack options for bigger, um, bigger reptiles, and then um, and you know these are designed for reptile keepers. Yeah, exactly. So like little things you wouldn't think about, like the new freedom breeders have got the like um, the pull out table. 
yes level yeah, yeah, that yeah. goes on to it so yep. you literally can have a pull-out t- like work workstation yeah so that you don't have to have a cart in your room you can literally have a pull-out station so you can yeah. as you're cleaning you can put the tub right on there clean it while it's sitting right on top of the rack right there you don't have to go anywhere and it's right there yeah. for you very convenient very convenient very convenient the other thing that's nice with with both companies is, is you can buy per level yes which is cool so you know they have their standard set you know you're looking level at level rack yeah six level rack yeah exactly so like cb70s traditionally come in 10 levels three yep. across so there's 30 bins in a rack um but let's say you're like i don't really need that but i do like freedom breeder racks you can get four levels yep. of that if you've got 12 snakes you get four levels and you can buy more levels later so if you end up having some some holdback you know <laughs> <laughs> uh you you can buy an extra level and and add that on um which is a wonderful thing because a lot like pvc racks generally can't can't really do that you know sometimes you can get like segments but it's very rare that you ever find anybody that's producing the spot for just a single slot um so that's that's certainly a big plus with a company like that the other the other aspect of it too is uh they have lar- even larger rack sizes so um four foot racks um from both ap and freedom breeder and then freedom breeder um or i'm sorry yeah sorry um what did i say ap yeah well i meant ars ars four foot rack um and the one thing i will give freedom breeder over ars is the six foot rack yes that is an option at freedom breeder that uh that ars has not touched yet yeah um and I, i certainly do like that especially i mean if you're working with um super dwarf Cuberty work for articulated pythons, and you want to provide them with a lot of enrichment space and okay, use your your humid telescoping snake hook for your tiny reticulated pythons. Your six foot rack is absolutely magic. Um, but anyway, it's uh it's really, really great. And uh, I saw somebody using uh four foot freedom breeder racks for adult ball pythons, um, hmm. which uh generally is not something that you think about or see like ever um but if you are maybe the pet keeper that has a lot of ball pythons but really doesn't like what a cb70 drawer looks like for a ball python um you have that option you can do an fb90 drawer um, or a four foot drawer and uh have at it just have at it so um there's a lot of different options um yeah a 22.5 percent super dwarf retic is perfect for a six foot wreck <laughs> i i tend to like the uh the just just straight just straight dwarf because you know you're guaranteed with a straight dwarf reticulated python that it's only going to get 15 foot max you're guaranteed <laughs> oh promise, boy promise you i promise you that <laughs> it's like this episode brought to you by Reach Out Reptile. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you know the joke. So when so if you if you follow Nerd, uh, you know that we just had a wonderful visit from uh, Dave Kaufman and Brian Cusco and Garrett Hartle. And uh, originally, we weren't totally sure if Garrett was going to show up. Yes. And uh, and it was shown to me that it was approximately a twenty five percent chance or 22% chance or something like that, that Garrett was going to show up. And I was like, listen, man, we're talking about, <laughs> we're talking about a trip to nerd. We're not talking about super dwarf percentages. <laughs> uh, you're either coming or you're not coming. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was happening. Uh, also, Rob, Jer- Rob, Jeremy Matt, and I, I'm sorry, wait, no. we have to, we have no, to, we I'm don't. asking this. No, I'm asking this. Matt wants to know what rack you keep your berms in, Rob. Mm. <laughs> Happy belated birthday, Rob. I, I don't. I mean, happy Berms Day. I hate. Okay, listen. <laughs> that was so funny. I'm going to post that on my Instagram so that people can see Please it. Because do. that was amazing. Brian Cusco serenaded me. With, happy with Berms Dan Magano Day and to A bunch of people. It was great. It was amazing. <laughs> Even though I don't like Berms, that was funny. He liked Berms for a split second. For a moment. <laughs> Oh, uh, I had to throw that in. It's because Costco was holding it. Too good. Oh, <laughs> not even for me. He's Damn. Too, he's too nice. He's too nice. That's right. I'm not nice. I'm a sarcastic <laughs> You're asshole. Nice to me. I am nice to you. 
But Rob's like, but I don't like it when he drinks. He gets loud when he drinks. Oh no, that's when we have fun. <laughs> you remember the the auction at no at Carpet Fest? <laughs> I don't. No. Carpet Fest is fun. Carpet Fest is fun. Listen here, motherfucker. Yeah, we, we had a good time with that auctioneer. He had a good yeah, time. That was a good time. <laughs> Back to cages. <laughs> Back to cages. Little deviation. Little deviation. <laughs> but yeah, keep an eye on my Instagram. I'll, you'll you'll there see you what go. we're talking it about right good. now. It was good. Make sure um, you're not drinking anything when you watch it because. You might spit or it no, please you drink might something. Spit it everywhere. Please, if you're gonna drink something, record yourself, yeah, record yourself watching the video. Because I almost fell on the floor laughing when I saw my birthday message from them. Yep. <laughs> Dude, I turned 32, and people were like, "32? Oh, do you feel old?" I'm like, you're like, yeah, every day. I work no. all day. I don't know what you're asking me right now. Yeah, it's okay. People ask me what age I am, and I have to think about it. Does that mean I'm old? Yeah. No, you know what means you're old when you've got to like fill in something for your age and you have to scroll for your birth year, mm, like mm, more than just a quick mm. little <laughs> when you've got to like flick it and then it still didn't get there. That's that's how you know you're oh, old. Jeremy, you're calling people out right now. Yep, I am. And not fucking mad about <laughs> it because I still have to scroll, too. It's not that far, but yeah. it's getting farther every every <laughs> passing year, guys. Yeah. <laughs> So think cages. Of, yeah. So, so I'm trying to think of like what which ones we haven't touched on just yet. Um, you know, you gotta think about what you're keeping. So like mm-hmm. arachnids and stuff when they're babies, when they're slings or when they're scorpions, you would definitely want to do them in vials, you know, dram vials, 25 dram vial or whatever. Um, and then as they grow, you you're gonna want to throw them into something a little bit bigger, not throw them, but gently place them into something a little bit bigger. No, don't <laughs> throw spiders, spiders are nice. <laughs> Spiders are nice. Um, and then, you know, you're going to want to upgrade. Most of the ter- the arachnid community has kind of adapted. There's, like, a ton of people who are making acrylic displays for your arachnids. Yes. So, like, if you've got a big brachypelma, like a big red, I'm using air quotes right now, red knee tarantula <laughs> or red leg, quote, unquote, tarantula, any of the brachypelma stuff. Uh, in these beautiful clear acrylic boxes that you fill in with substrate and like maybe a bottle cap water dish or something, a mm. uh, little cactus in there or something. Uh, it just looks amazing. As long as you don't have like 500 tarantulas, it's really hard to keep those and also have nice looking enclosures when you have yeah. that many. Yep. A lot of people do plastic tubs and stuff when they've got that many. Or mm. you know, I really like the look of the Exoterras and the Zillas. Uh, in that smaller size for the arboreal, because I mostly keep arboreal stuff. So uh, Exoterra makes something that's like 8 inches by 8 inches by 12 inches, where it's pretty good for a lot of the smaller arboreal stuff. And then, the like I was saying, the Zilla makes one that's a little bit deeper. I like yep. that one, too. Then that's, I think that's one thing that um, that we didn't talk about when it comes to like racks and cages is like, where, if you're kind of on the fence of what you want to get, what are some things you should think about when you're on the fence about yes. like, do I get a cage or do I get a rack system or whatever? And I mean, for the most part, if you're thinking of breeding uh, reptile, most reptile species, racks are going to generally be easier. Um, you know, and I, I, you also want to think about the utilization of space. Unless you have uh, a ridiculous amount of space and you just want to have everything in cages and go for it. Do it. Whatever. Do it. Um, but for the most part, if you're breeding any any species of reptile, like racks are going to tend to be your friend. Um, and with the with the size racks that are available from literally you know sandwich boxes from for baby colubrids all the way up to six foot drawers you know from freedom breeder there's there's a lot of stuff in between and then if you follow steve tillis on instagram he's shout out to steve yeah shout out to steve man he is making these 3d printed half rack half cage enclosures mm-hmm. and he is like crushing it like uh garrett had put out a thing to what was it to freedom breeder to hey we should make we should find a way to do this and steve fucking did it man he, he did, did it. it and it looks amazing if you check out reptilis i think it's on that on that is account it reptilis or is it on his other account it, i know he's got it on his other account but i think that he might have posted it on the other one as oh, well reptilis yeah because you check it out it's, it is really really cool and and he's got scrubs of, and pop one yeah it's another instance of him making me feel insignificant no <laughs> but it's also he's our friend cool. though he is our friend We're cool but, by association right that's, i that's guess how so that works. Right, yeah that's fine i know people Fuck you, on Steve. youtube <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. Wait, are you Jeremy from YouTube? Uh, I don't know, Noah. Uh, Noah Marcus. <laughs> Am I Jeremy from Nerd, YouTube? you're from the nerd account. Uh, no, no, you know what it is, dude? You know what it is? It's the ball python stuff. And Cusco's video didn't help that. Oh, it was great. And, but I willingly did it. Yes. I willingly did it. So one time for for the people at home. Ball python. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love what he does there. Get all God. jazzed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, all this means is actually, no, I'll say I'm happy that there aren't reptile shows in the um, this immediate time oh, frame. Yeah. Because when I did the one for Nerd, mm -hmm. that following White Plains, that was like within a month of the of video going up, people out. were coming up to me and just like, ball pythons. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I started something I shouldn't have started. Uh, you need a shirt that's just you going like this. It's like, just ball, like pythons. ball pythons. Uh, that would be awesome. Somebody I would wants wear to make me that shirt. the hell out of that shirt. If somebody wants to make Rob and I those shirts, we'll rock them. With like a bumblebee. I just have table. to be like, Ball pythons. You can't see that if you're just <laughs> He's holding his arms audio, up and like mouth ball open. Pythons. Ball yeah. pythons. Ball pythons. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that would be awesome. It doesn't flow as well with any other species. Like I can't be like carpet pythons. It's it's different. Scrub pythons. Yeah. You could ah. probably do it with. Oh, scrub I could pythons. do it with scrubs. It's right. like me dodging a scrub by this. Yeah, scrub by <laughs> <laughs> Flying missiles. Scrub and it's just pythons. like, but then we have to have a custom one done for Dan. That's just underneath Ooh, this. Fuck Ooh, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, him, him getting railed by a by blood a python. Blood. <laughs> Ooh, you fucker. Oh, this guy we work with. Yeah. Love Dan. He he likes to hand Dan. feed the blood pythons. And by that, I mean he likes to feed his, his hands, hands to the blood pythons. To the blood pythons. And he's you, he's and, not careful and, when he opens up the top. Yeah, and you don't hear anything. You don't know what he's doing until from down the hall you hear, Ooh, you fucker. And then you know he got <laughs> bit he goes, by something. Jeremy, Rob, yeah, yeah. somebody help me. <laughs> <laughs> too good oh boy good old dan uh oh we do we even talk about vision racks like we the, didn't talk the about econo racks. racks no we didn't talk about those um so vision going back to vision yes. i think that's actually really really good so vision vision cages obviously have been a standard in caging for for a while um a lot of a lot of people still use their their cages and their cage i think their cages are great um, the only downfall I think with your cages, is they're, um, they're single piece molded plastic. So shipping, they have to be shipped as is. Yeah. The other thing that's downside about them. The oh, lip. the lip. Oh yeah. The lip. It's like, what is, <laughs> Jeremy, like, there's something happening? wrong with Rob. I think he's having a yeah, stroke Rob's, right now. Rob's um, on his way out here. Um, yeah. The lip is another, is another bad thing. There's another company called showcase cages mm -hmm. that, uh, was very similar to vision and also had the lip. And it was like, oh, man, like you guys should have fixed the lip. You would think that after like the first five years of people criticizing that, that they would just like grab some foam sealant and just like fill it in. Fill it. Yeah, no, it didn't happen. It didn't. I think I think they wanted to watch people like us who kept like Amazons throw an Amazon Trebo up there and then get annihilated as we go to clean the cage. No, when I when I the only time that I used vision cages I took plastic and filled it in so that they couldn't oh, yeah. do that. <laughs> well, I try. I used um, towels, like beach towels. Mm -hmm. I wedged those up there. Amazon Trebo still got it. Oh, there. yeah. They can still get behind that. Yeah. It didn't didn't matter. And then I was getting annihilated trying to go into the styrofoam. Oh, styro. Cut custom yeah. styrofoam pieces to fit in there so that they couldn't get up there. Yeah. That's a good idea. Oh, man. I was just, just, um, mm. So vision racks. Yes. Vision racks. Um, they're an econo rack, which basic basically means less expensive. It's an yeah, it's less expensive. It's an open rack, so there's really no walls yep. or anything around it. Um, <clears throat> which is obviously cool from the the price point is wonderful. Um, and it's also really easy. You can get that um, purple insulation foam and kind of wall it in if you needed to actually pretty easily i've seen a couple of people that have done that before in, hmm. in cages in or in their reptile room if their reptile room is kind of dry and mm -hmm. the rack just isn't holding in enough humidity i've seen some people do that and it seemed to work pretty well i think it's kind of a a, a, a bitch to to secure everything but once you kind of get that it's actually not that difficult to maintain so um that's an option and one of the other cool things with their racks and i don't know if they originally started doing this but they're another rack that um, has interchangeable tubs yeah which like is that. awesome yeah it is a wonderful feature so vision has a lot if you've ever heard like v18 v35 v70 um, those racks 
that's what we're talking about yes. vision vision racks um the v6 or whatever the smaller drawers are all this stuff those are all vision vision made um racks uh and they, they're wonderful i love them i have a v35 rack and uh i love it i think it's great i actually just bought one of those racks oh yeah 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 they're 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 wonderful i have some other ones down uh at lenny's place in the carolinas that um he was going to sell and i was like don't sell those yeah <laughs> i'll take those yep um and so then they they're cb 70 side tubs as well that i got one of those it was like a thousand bucks shipped right around there for an yeah. 11, 11 level rack and, and that's I was like, awesome yep, that's pretty freaking yeah. good mm-hmm. pretty freaking good in my opinion and the, yeah. it comes like with um it's basically like if you ever set up one of those wire bakers racks yeah it cut, it's got pulls it's like those that, legs yeah and then uh, you slide down a level and then they've got spacers that go on the poles and then you slide down the next, the next level, level. yeah you got to make sure that one you put them facing the right side down and then yep. two you got to choose which end is going to be the front end, which end is going to be the back end, and don't swap them because yeah. the first time I put the rack together, oh, I oh. like three levels were like backwards. I was oh. like, ah, I got to take the whole thing apart. Yeah, that's annoying. Such a pain in the butt. Yeah. But if you're paying attention and you're not a dummy like me, you won't mess that up. I'm sure that they've now changed it where they're like, this end is the front end, so people don't no, mess it up. I don't think so. No? Oh, no? Okay. I think that might just be a joke. Uh, now for them it's like how many motherfuckers are gonna let's screw this see up? how many times you have to put together this rack yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying i would be the asshole to do that yeah. <laughs> go ahead leave me a bad review i'm just going to laugh i don't care <laughs> <laughs> oh man so there yeah there's definitely and um jump back to to ap because they they did an economy rack mm-hmm. series which um isn't fully open like that basically what it is it's the side walls are not, they're not complete full. they're not yeah. a full wall um and that does cut down cost yep. a bit um so there's a couple of those options as well i think the the d- most difficult thing and, and this kind of is on the same plane for freedom breeder and ars the difficult thing with those open air racks um right is if your ambient temperatures or humidities are it's not low. yeah it's just not where it needs to be it can be hard to um maintain your appropriate temperatures and humidity yeah. in those enclosures yeah so in those those open air racks like finding those kind of creative ways like i said using that that purple insulation foam to kind of build up those walls is an inexpensive way to do that especially like you know like us in new england Ugh. you know we turn the furnace on and the air dries out so quickly um you know so sometimes just putting up those walls so that it just holds it in a little bit better sometimes is, is all you need and i know like um when i was at bhb at barcheck's place he um because those the old school freedom breeder racks it was just a, a great yes a metal top On so top, it was 100 yeah. percent ventilation all the time he had taken i forgot what the material was and was able to slide that in the back and essentially like you know on on a glass aquarium so you could throw something over the screen top to to keep the humidity mm-hmm. and basically along the same lines yeah. for the freedom breeder rack and um and i was like oh i didn't even think about really doing that because yeah. you're like oh it's just a lot of space yeah you know and a lot a lot of the rack companies have started to listen to the customers and they're making plastic tops now yes so that it is and they they drill it's pre-drilled for the amount of ventilation that you need so a uh, few of the companies the bigger companies are offering the opportunity to have like 25% ventilated, 50% ventilated, yep. 75% ventilated and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And a pretty solid rule of thumb if you're doing that is just go with the 50%. Go 50-50, man. Yeah, just go with the 50%. Because at that point, it's like if you need more ventilation, you can drill holes in the tubs. Mm-hmm. Um, or in the plastic on the top. Or in the plastic, yeah. Because a lot of them, they, they now make it so that the plastic can slide out. Yes. Yep. And that's that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So, Rob, we're rounding out our time because you also have to go to work yeah my night job so where can people find out about you rob uh on instagram at rob is creeping it real i post on there on my story all the time and i post on my thing when i feel like it (laughs) and then also check out my youtube channel uh rob is creeping it real same thing I posted a couple of videos recently. I'm going to be doing another video maybe on Friday. I want to do a working with scrubs during the daytime and working with scrubs at nighttime video. At night. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like working with different kinds of animals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
And I, I think that would make an interesting video. There's not a lot of videos about scrubs on the internet. So I'm That's true. I'm pretty excited about that. And then also check out our OnlyFans, onlyfans.com slash reptile talk. Hey. Where we were <laughs> before the show today, we were having a little bit of technical difficulties. So Jeremy and I were just goofing around and recording some video. No, no, stuff, Rob so. was goofing Sorry, around. I was goofing around. He was working really hard. I was trying to not lose my shit. I just show up <laughs> and I'm just the personality. <laughs> so he does all the hard work and then I reap the benefit. And also, don't forget, if you share one of our episodes with someone that you think will appreciate it, screenshot that you shared it with them in either a private message or you shared it on their wall or on your wall or whatever, send a screenshot of that to me at Rob is Creeping a Reel on Instagram. And we're going to be giving away at the end of March 2021. We'll be giving away a one lucky winner will get a temp gun. Bam. A nice temp gun nice temp gun so jeremy if people want to find out about you where are they gonna go if y'all want to find out about me y'all can go to instagram at brassman reptiles and facebook at brassman reptiles and most of you are already watching on youtube if you're watching the video so you can check me out here on youtube at brassman reptiles i'm actually gonna start since we're doing video to the podcast um, i'm gonna start a playlist for all the reptile talk videos so you can go check that out and watch through all of those um check us out on instagram at reptile.talk yes and of course the only fans onlyfans.com slash reptile reptile talk i had a brain fart for a moment there um yeah guys that's it thanks for tuning in we will see you next time bye